This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.39. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. It's time for Trending Today, where it's about one politician expressing support for another politician through instant noodles. Yeah, well, last week, Economy Minister Rafizi Ramli stated that Malaysians have an addiction to eating out and they consume a large proportion, which consumes a, lot, a large proportion of, of their monthly household income. Now, in support of Rafizi's statement, Rawang Adun Chua Wekiet put up a Facebook post which, uh, in which he illustrated that eating Maggie at home costs five times more, uh, sorry, five, five times, times less. less than eating it at a restaurant. He said you can buy five Maggie packets uh, for about four ringgit and eighty cents, while eating instant noodles at a shop costs about five ringgit. Now his post was then savagely lampooned by satirist Fami Reza, as well as numerous others who perhaps didn't do it as, uh, as you know, as graphically as Fami <laughs> did, but certainly people came for him. Okay, so firstly, firstly, who doesn't know that if you bought a pack of Maggie noodles and ate it at home, it is very likely going to be cheaper than eating it outside or ordering the same thing in a restaurant, right? But on the other hand, there's so many issues here that people have picked out. Um, on the one hand, a certain out-of-touchness because are you really saying eating a pack of Maggie noodles is enough to constitute you should eat at home? Um, couldn't you have picked a healthier example? And in a larger sense, I think a lot of people just making fun of what seemed to be a fairly meaningless way to illustrate the minister's original point. Yeah, and in fact, the minister's point was a much more complex one, I think, and you know, we, we talked about it on the show as well. Um, though a lot of attention was paid to this particular part of his larger argument, I think what Wakeit is trying to do is to find an easy hook. And this is, I think, a, a communication strategy, perhaps, uh, where you give a, a simple illustration of a complex problem and boom, the coin drops for the public. What Wei Kiet doesn't seem to understand that his illustration uh, seems to suggest that people just don't know basic facts yes. about their own lives. <laughs> and about instant noodles. <laughs> instant noodles. So he comes up sounding completely tone deaf, um, condescending, and in many ways, un, you know, does what he didn't intend to do. He didn't intend to make more trouble for the minister. He intended to support the minister. But actually, I think in many ways, he's done the opposite. Actually, your point, Sherrod, about the way in which it was done as well is very social media, isn't it? The whole notion of, a, ha, here you go. Here's a truth bomb you didn't realise. Um, and it is done in that style, which... Um, really is what we're talking about today, right? Politicians taking to social media to make a certain point, to win political points, perhaps, and how often that can go quite wrong. So if you look at the um, responses on social media, on X, for instance, um, we have Katil Batu saying, um, well, firstly, Katil Batu agreeing, saying, fact is fact, it is fact that it costs more to eat out. Anyway, it is a good idea to make fun of this. Uh, meanwhile, we have um, Shamir saying, ministers or MPs need to stop giving out stupid and silly statements like this. They've said that 200 ringgit is enough for one month's worth of groceries and that eating at home is cheap. Just focus on the work rather than making these dumb statements for no reason. Yeah, so I think the idea that, you know, 
embedded in this is a lack of respect for the general public's level of intelligence. That in fact, uh, when politicians speak to Malaysians, they must recognize that most Malaysians are reasonably smart. And the reason there is pushback on a minister's uh, policy or diagnosis in this case is not so much that people don't understand, but that in fact, the issue is much more complicated, right? And so why people eat out isn't simply a question of the cost, right? It's about convenience. We've gone through all these issues. Again, it's the lack of hmm, lack of respect for the intelligence of the public, I think that's at stake so in this that, conversation. Um, there's also criticisms of out-of-touchness coming out. Um, so, for instance, ZFQR6 says, this is what I mean. Rich people don't understand the struggle poorer people face when they need to shop, even though they say that they've experienced similar hardships before. Believe me, your susah is not the same as our susah. Yeah, you know, I do wonder, Shamila, though, you know, if is if this is not some a question of whether politicians are rich and therefore kind of divorced from the struggles of everyday people, but more that politicians are often speaking to other politicians, and so when you know when a policy comes out, there is response from the other the other side of the aisle in parliament, and who tend to either carry caricature the the policy statement or the diagnosis and therefore they're kind of like trying to uh, respond to the other side and then that's where they trip themselves up because they end up uh, sounding very condescending. I think there's absolutely something there. I also think that there is a, a and I've noticed this with a lot of uh, politicians and their social media posts that there is perhaps a they think social media is easy, that being fun and funny and a little bit sarcastic is all that is required for a post to kind of hook people, right? But it actually isn't so. Um, people and companies and influencers spend thousands crafting strategies. Uh, whole teams of people figure out what jokes would hit and what wouldn't. I'm not saying that there aren't others for whom this comes so naturally. I mean, we mentioned Fami Reza um, I'm not sure. I think he fully owns that humor. It comes from him. But not everyone can hit that kind of combination of making sort of a sharp statement while also being funny, while also resonating with people. And perhaps that just goes back to what we were saying earlier. Maybe that's not what they should be focusing on to begin with. Indeed, right? So what would we prefer our politicians politicians to do in a situation like that? When you're trying to communicate uh, some of the complex uh, issues and dynamics around, say, the cost of living uh, problem that we have, uh, then maybe what a politician might do is rather than want to be relevant by going to social media, and I th this trips, I think, a lot of uh, contemporary politicians up, is in fact doing the things that the rest of us can't do. Do consultations, you know, meet people at a local level. Uh, have those deep dive dialogues that will shift the needle on a local level. So their jobs, basically. Basically, <laughs> their jobs, right. Do your job. Um, I mean, I think communication, communicating to a larger public is part of their, their remit. But, but the problem is this obsession with thinking that the social media strategy is the one, it is the pinnacle and it's going to you know get you the not just the applause, but will get you the credit, the political uh, mileage. 
that you want. So, do weigh in. We are talking about Rawang Adun, Chua Wekiet. Uh, essentially, um, not doing so well with a social media post that he put up in support of Economy Minister Rafizi Ramli, uh, where he talked about instant noodles costing less to eat at home than to order at a restaurant. So, we want to hear from you. Should politicians tone down their social media posts? You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 01878. Nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be back after this for your messages. So keep it here, BFM eighty nine point nine. Be free, Malaysians. BFM eighty nine point nine. The business station. It is six. Oh, sorry. It is five fifty one. You're listening to trending today. <laughs> you you want this, time to pass? It's all this instant noodle talk. I want dinner to come already. Uh, we are talking about on trending today. Um, well. A post by Rawang Adun Chua Wekiet, um, in support of the economy minister Rafizi Ramli, talking about how it's cheaper to cook at home than to eat out. Except the Adun um, basically used the example of instant noodles and said, "Hey, look, he's right. What, right?" And said that it's easy, it's cheaper to cook instant noodles at home than it is to pay for it in a restaurant. To which the internet collectively said, "Duh, right?" <laughs> so we are asking you: Should politicians basically tone down? On their social media posts, unless they get much better at it, you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We have a number of thoughts that have come in. Um, Dinesh says. Politicians don't need to tone down their social media posts. Rather, use it as a medium to communicate with the general public, to hear and respond to their grievances, their pain and their suggestions, rather than posting content to attack the opposition or gain political mileage. If used right, social media could revolutionise the way we communicate with our policymakers. Dinesh, I love this. Um, I completely agree. In fact, it already has revolutionised the way we communicate with our policymakers and and people in authority, we're able to um, tweet at them directly. We're able to share videos and and you know incidences with them directly. But I love the way you use the word content um, and make that distinct from the other more functional aspects of what they do, because this does seem like content. Yeah. So the idea is uh, to be interactive, to use the the kind of de- democratic potential of uh, social media to actually get more feedback. But uh, I think in Wakeyet's uh, sort of impulse was, in fact, to be funny and to kind of score a point. And that impulse, I think, is what tripped him up. Uh, though, you know, uh, and coming back to your point earlier, Shamila, about the fact that media strategists are paid millions and, and, and you know, people get very serious about this. The one thing that could have been a save wake yet, and I hope this did not happen, which is that he went to a focus group, a focus group who would have seen what he did and then given him honest feedback. And that's very important to say, well, this could be very easily lampooned. You need to have enough people, critical people in the room uh, in that focus group to give you the kind of right feedback so that you hit the message and don't do what you end up doing, which is sounding condescending. Which is a pity because one, you know, the other might well have, well, uh, you know, arguments and, and points that 
show that, uh, you know, why he supports this statement from the minister. However, Sharad, not everyone is in agreement with us. We have Jonathan saying, please don't tone down the quote-unquote well-thought-out remarks. Our comedians need content. Ahuat says, if they tone down, where do we find things to laugh at? And Christopher says, just let them show off their talents. Yeah, well, Where would you, we get comedy if not for our politicians? This is true. Do you remember there was that series, Politicians Say the Funniest Things? Uh, I think it was um, or something to this, uh, yes. that effect that Ami Mohammed did. Uh, and it's true. Uh, politicians do supply comedians with their best material, at least to take off from. But I, I do think uh, that perhaps it, it can be, what is it, uh, dysfunctional, uh, counterproductive uh, to put out stuff that make you the, a laughing stock or make you, uh, distracts people from the, the essential message. And I don't think that's what you want. So Madi is saying exactly that. Uh, Madi says, sometimes I wonder why people take up these minor issues to talk about while ignoring the main issues when discussing government policy matters. Where's the critical comments on food issues? And I think that's exactly it. Perhaps it's one thing if this was the entry point into a larger serious conversation. Uh, perhaps if there was more that people could have engaged with to um, understand why he took that position, it would have been a little bit different. Yeah, maybe he'd, he'd put that post and then go on, um, I don't know, Clubhouse or something and then have a conversation. Uh, Is Clubhouse still a thing, Sherrod? I believe so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it died with the pandemic, but please correct me no, if anyone's I, still a Clubhouse fan. Uh, I don't know about how um, in fashion it is, right? but uh, I think but certainly a, conversations as, are happening. Well, I mean, I mentioned Clubhouse because Clubhouse has the ability to, uh, it, it, the interactive quality of Clubhouse, I think, would be great for politicians because then you can do all the things that, I mean, it's because you, your question of moderation and all that comes in, but that is what is we want from our politicians. We want our politicians to be listening at least half as hard as they are delivering messages to us. Actually, I love that idea. And I do remember that um, back when it was new and the exciting place to be, um, maybe not people who were in government, but certainly there were a number of MPs, opposition in particular, who were on Clubhouse. And there was that channel for a back and forth. Um a couple of people making points about being out of touch. Uh, Cheryl says, please last stop blaming the public. Our politicians might as well say, let them eat cake. Meanwhile, Michael saying, politicians are so detached from the hardship of the people, evidently during the MCO, and then sharing um, a series of people whom you would all recognize, uh, apparently being men of the people eating instant noodles and so on during the lockdowns. Yeah, I don't really, honestly, yes, maybe it's showing off talent. Uh, and maybe, Cheryl, you're right. It's this kind of Marie Antoinette kind of moment for, uh, you know, uh, let them eat cake. I mean, I don't know. I like this from Willa, who says... We should have a challenge for politicians to go to the... Well, okay, actually, Willa, hold that thought. Before we get to it, we are getting... Um, well, one of our staff, I will not name, saying, Mary Antoinette never said it. Never. never Which is true. It's been debunked since. Okay. But, but mean, it is a great phrase. I mean, yeah. And, you know, it's Mary Antoinette... Figuratively speaking. <laughs> so Willa says, we should have a challenge for politicians to go to the market or the supermarket with only 200 ringgit cash, cards not allowed, and buy a week's groceries and then eat just that for a week before they post anything on social media. Out of touch or indifferent to riot? Willa, firstly, firstly, I think that sounds like a great thing to post on social media about. A week-long uh, TikTok adventure of a politician, um, 
being forced to survive on 200 ringgit worth of groceries. I think that would be quite interesting. But yes, I, 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 I think the point about walk the talk is well made. Yeah, though, Willa, I think that, you know, know, in some ways you don't need to actually live it in a literal sense to understand issues. And I I think uh, what does come through is a lack of respect that people understand their reality, right? I mean, that essentially is it. Mm. I mean, just like saying, well, actually, it's not true that you're suffering with the cost of living issues. I mean, I think there's a need to... to, um, to kind of understand, empathize with people. And I think that's uh, somehow and not, not a lecture to. Yeah, people don't yeah. want the lecture. And they certainly don't want your microman, you know, kind of uh, advice, as it were, that you are a parent and you know, telling people, well, you can do this and you can buy kangkong and you can, and all <laughs> kinds of nonsense that we've heard over the years. So we want to hear from you. Should politicians tone down their social media posts? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 01878. Eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. So keep it here, BFM eighty nine point nine. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.